Every day, over 1,000 people die from malaria alone. That's one person every minute and a half, or slightly over 400,000 people per year. Millions of others, mostly children, die of other preventable diseases. You've probably heard about statistics like this before. You've also likely heard about the scale of global poverty. Over 700 million people live under the international poverty line. That's roughly $2 a day, even after accounting for the cost of living differences. This roughly equals the population of the US, the UK, Canada, Australia, Germany, and France combined. Could you imagine living on less than $2 a day? I couldn't. Tragically, over 700 million people currently are faced with no choice but to live in these conditions. And many more suffer from easily preventable diseases. This is almost entirely due to the luck of birth. Some of us are born with access to lots of resources and little disease, and others aren't. It can sometimes be difficult to wrap our heads around the scale of these numbers, but they do represent some of the biggest problems currently facing the world. And if you want to use your resources to improve the lives of people who are alive today, focusing on global health and development could be one of the best things you can do. With hundreds of millions of people living in extreme poverty and experiencing unnecessary death and suffering, it's clear that global poverty and poor health are big problems. But an important question to ask is what is already being done about it? If time and money are being spent to solve global health issues and extreme poverty with little to show, perhaps there are other areas we should focus our resources towards. Maybe you're thinking something like this. Why bother spending more if so much is already being spent on it? It seems that every year, millions of people still suffer from extreme poverty and disease. So what's the point? Don't our tax dollars go to help people in low-income countries already? Well, let's introduce some much-needed numbers to answer these questions. Over 160 billion US dollars is given each year by wealthy countries in the form of grants and loans to countries in need. Yet much of this is not spent as effectively as it could be, and there is still an enormous amount of work to be done. Keep in mind that $160 billion is only 0.3% of the total GDP of wealthy countries, and it works out to be about 62 cents for each person in extreme poverty for each day of the year. That's hardly enough to pull those in need out of poverty. To put that number into even more context, the world spends roughly twice that amount on wine each year, Roughly 380 billion as of 2021. And I'm not bringing up the statistic to say that drinking wine is wrong. I enjoy a nice glass of full-bodied Shiraz just as much as the next guy. But I would like to provide a sense of scale for how comparatively little we're spending on fighting extreme poverty and preventable disease. So it should hopefully be clear now that the problem is quite large and there is relatively very little being spent on solving it. But does throwing money at the problem actually make things better? To start, progress has been made, though it has been slower than we'd like. For example, the share of people living in poverty has declined across various levels of poverty over the last century. The number of people dying from malaria each year has also decreased, even just in the last 10 years alone. This is great but we still have plenty of work to do. There are many evidence-based, cost-effective ways of making a significant difference in the lives of people in low-income countries. 
This doesn't require providing cutting-edge medicine. Simple interventions, like making sure children are vaccinated or that people sleep under insecticide-treated mosquito nets, can make an enormous difference. And you, yes you, the person listening to me right now, can help continue this progress by supporting cost-effective charities working within these areas. One of the best ways to find cost-effective charities is by reading the recommendations of a non-profit organisation called GiveWell. They analyse and publish cost-effectiveness estimates of many other charities, with the goal of informing donors where their money will do the most good. GiveWell publishes a yearly list of their top recommended charities, ones that save or improve lives the most per dollar. And they're an excellent resource to read in order to learn more about some of the best donation opportunities out there. One of the top charities is called the Against Malaria Foundation, which distributes bed nets that can prevent malaria. It costs about $5 to provide one net that can protect two people for an average of three to four years. These nets are highly effective at preventing malaria. GiveWell estimates that if you donate three to four and a half thousand dollars, you will save someone's life on average, with the reasoning being that not everyone who receives a net would have otherwise died from malaria. But on average, donating three to four and a half thousand dollars will protect enough people that one of them would likely have died and many more would have gotten very sick had that amount not been donated. There are also huge economic benefits to preventing diseases like malaria. It's pretty difficult to work when you're feeling sick or if you have to take care of a sick relative. Every $1 million spent fighting malaria in Africa improves GDP by $12 million. That's a 12 to one return. Another way to improve global health and development is by improving economic conditions for the 700 million people living in poverty that I mentioned earlier. One of the most straightforward ways to do this is providing direct, unconditional cash transfers to the world's poorest people so they can spend the money on whatever they need the most. One organisation called GiveDirectly sends donations right to the mobile phones of people living in extreme poverty and has been shown to be effective at improving people's well-being. Other ways to help include supporting health programs such as distributing pills that eliminate intestinal worms in children, advocating for foreign aid, or directly trying to increase economic growth in low-income countries. Beyond GiveWell, you might want to check out the work of other organisations, such as Charity Entrepreneurship, which incubates charities with strong potential for impact and writes research reports on other promising interventions, and the Happier Lives Institute, which conducts research on the best ways to improve well-being and is starting to provide donation advice based on this research. The importance of cost-effectiveness should hopefully be clear by now. But even if we donate to the most cost-effective charities, isn't that only a small drop in the bucket of these sorts of massive problems that have existed for centuries? Well, it's true that poverty and malaria are problems that have been around for a while, and that donating alone won't immediately completely solve them. However, we think that it's more important to consider the individuals you are helping rather than the ones you can't help. While you can't entirely fix poverty or preventable disease on your own, your donations could solve or significantly improve the problem for those people who end up receiving your help. If we see a building on fire, we should obviously call the fire department, even if they can't put out every single fire in the world, because the people in that building matter. But what's even better is that if you donate to highly cost-effective charities, you can potentially help thousands of people and not just a few. 
Global poverty and preventable disease are massive problems that affect millions of people who are born into dire conditions through no fault of their own. However, they're problems we have made progress on, and more importantly, we can continue to make progress on. By donating to highly effective charities, you can improve the lives of thousands and bring the world one step closer to solving global poverty and preventable disease. However, you can also use your career to make progress on these issues. To learn more, check out the work of 80,000 Hours, an organisation dedicated to helping people pursue careers that effectively tackle the world's most pressing problems. I'd start with reviewing their write-up on health in poor countries and check out their job board for roles working in global health and development. Depending on your values and other considerations, donating to charities working on pressing problems such as animal welfare or safeguarding the long-term future might be better opportunities than the ones working on global health and development. We have write-ups on both of these topics under the Cause Areas page of the website at givingwhatwecan.org. If you'd like to learn more about what we do, head over to givingwhatwecan.org. There you'll find plenty more information related to global health and poverty and effective giving. You'll also be able to see and donate to our recommended charities. Global poverty is a huge problem, but we're making great progress on solving it. And if we act now and work together, we can make progress even faster. We can help create a world that's full of flourishing. Until next time, keep on doing good.